Tom Woods Show, episode 1448. Prepare to set fire to the index card of allowable opinion. Your daily dose of liberty education starts here. The Tom Woods Show. Folks, if you enjoy the Tom Woods Show, it's time to go to the next level. And next level Tom Woods is libertyclassroom.com. This is where my friends and I teach all the stuff you did not get in your conventional education. History, economics, and more the way it ought to be taught with all the content they left out or distorted. Check it out at libertyclassroom.com. Hey everybody, Tom Woods here. Connor Boyack is back with us again. Connor is president of the Libertas Institute, which is a free market think tank in Utah. He is the author of, if you can believe it, 17 books. And what he's done, and not just with his Tuttle Twins series of books, which if you haven't heard of them, is a series of children's books illustrating libertarian ideas. It's not just that. He's got something brand new that fills a gap we all knew was there but nobody bothered to fill it. And yeah, I know you can find uh, here and there bits and pieces, but nothing systematic. He found a gap and he filled it. And namely, how do we teach younger people these ideas, particularly economics, which is something people should learn, obviously. And if they're able to get the basic ideas at a young age, then they'll have a foundation to build on as they get older, and they're less likely to get swept away by hysterics. And Connor has done that. I'm going to let him tell you the news about what he's accomplished, but it's a big deal. It's a big deal what this guy is doing, and I'm just – I'm thrilled he's doing it. Connor, welcome back. Hey, thanks as always for having me, Tom. You are, I think, one of the most underrated people out there in terms of how much work you do, how many things you do, and how important the stuff you do is. It's absolutely amazing. So I want you to start – I mean – we got three possible things we could talk about that you've been that you've done three major things since the last time we spoke, which was not that long ago, by the way. You have a program. I don't even want to give away what it is, although I, I guess probably a minute ago in setting this uh, interview up with the folks, I probably did sort of give away <laughs> what it was. But free market rules. Tell us about what that is. So the biggest complaint we've had about the Tuttle Twins series, you'd think we'd get a lot more complaints, right? Like you're propagandizing children and whatever, right? You're you're brainwashing them to be Trump supporters. I don't know what, but we, we don't really get a lot of backlash. The biggest complaint that we get is actually from our own fans, and it's a complaint that we're not producing quickly enough. Like, hey, we read all the books. We want more. Hurry up, you know? And, and these books take quite a while, especially the illustrations. And so we've heard this for two, three years now as we've been really cranking out the books. And that gave rise to this idea of having a, a curriculum, especially the homeschoolers who have been asking for curriculum. But as you'll recall, uh, Tom, last year, year and a half ago, we started going into schools, uh, creating curriculum, giving books away to classrooms. And the teachers were really desirous for that as well. They're like, it'd be really great if there was some kind of consistent curriculum that we could use. And so, uh, and that's what we've done. We spent about a year working on this with a team of educators and, and parents and entrepreneurs really kind of beta testing what this program should look like. And so we've, we're, we've called it free market rules under the idea that they're the rules of the free market, but also, Hey, the free market rules, cause it's awesome. And a little double entendre. And, and so every week, uh, families get content. They get five pieces of content a week. So uh, they get a little bit of introductory material because usually the parents maybe are less familiar with these economic concepts. They feel inadequate to then, you know, be in a teaching position for their children. And so we say, hey, parent, 
today we're talking about supply and demand or we're talking about the labor theory of value or whatever it is, but we, we make it relevant to the parent, uh, send them to like a, a Mises.org article, a fee video, or whatever resource can effectively explain for an introductory level person what that content is. Then we provide uh, them with two pieces of content, one for younger kids and one for older kids. And so this is uh, like a PDF you can print off. It's it's an activity. It's a little uh, workbook lesson. It's a field trip idea, whatever it is. It's, it's the activity for the kids to do to really grapple with that week's idea, make it relevant for them down at their level, make it applicable to their, wor- uh, their world. And then we provide what we call dinner conversation starters. So the whole idea here is that the parents and the kids are all learning the same idea that week and, and with ideas and, and, and applications in their world. And so once they're done with that, we say, here are some dinner conversation starters so that as a family, you can all talk about it and you can better kind of understand and talk through the issues and well, what unique insights did you gain and what did you do for your activity? And then when we're done with that, we provide what's called uh, like go deeper material. So for the parent, if they're wanting to better understand it and learn even more, then we're sending them to a resource where they can get a little bit more advanced knowledge about that week's uh, concept. But everyone, regardless of whether you sign up now or next year, you start on unit one, week one, and then every week we kind of hold people's hands as they kind of build in the complexity of ideas and progress in their learning. And so it's a really structured, fun way in the Tuttle Twins brand to teach the nuts and bolts of free market economics to families. You know, as you describe that, anybody listening has to be thinking, this should have been done 50 years ago. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why had this not been done? And, of course, your Tuttle Twins series of books, which we'll talk about in a little while, we've talked about before, those are less, let's say, didactic and and more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. But, of course, they have lessons throughout them. But that was obviously necessary. I, I would tell you, I mean, I think when I get emails from parents, more than anything else, more than any question... It's what do I do for my kids aged and, you know, the, the younger to, let's say, preteen ages. And I, my answer would be, I, I don't know. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> you, yeah. you have no option. And you saw that. And instead of saying, oh, that's just a shame. Boy, we suck. Libertarians are terrible. All they do is sit around and complain. And they don't. You actually <laughs> did it. <laughs> you know, how about that? <laughs> yeah, it's it, well, and like I say, homeschoolers want it. But what we found is the biggest selling point is for all the rest of parents who can't homeschool, don't homeschool, which is the majority out there. And and the pitch is, look, your kids are not going to learn this material in school, right? Like the traditional curriculum does not cover this stuff. And if you want your child to be well-rounded, like every good parent does, then you need this. And so it's amazing because initially, the total, in fact, um, we're going to, to, to Freedom Fest this year, like we typically do every year. And the first year that we did the uh, Tuttle Twins books, I had a booth at Freedom Fest. And and that was my thinking, like, here's a libertarian conference. We'll tell all these libertarians, like, hey, we've got this book about Bastiat's The Law for your kids and grandkids. And pretty soon we exhausted the libertarian audience, you know, like there's only so many people in that movement. So then we went to homeschoolers and then we we exhausted that audience in online marketing. And so I started to think like, this has broader appeal, can have broader appeal. How do we do that? And what we found is the message that resonates is that uh, teach your children critical thinking skills and time-tested values that schools no longer teach. And every parent gets that, whether they're conservative, middle-of-the-road, moderate, apathetic, whatever. They want their child to be well-rounded. 
they want their kid to be exposed to all sorts of ideas and to, to really kind of develop good critical thinking skills. And especially when we tease them and we're like, you know what, the schools really don't teach this stuff anymore. It creates that scarcity mentality, right? Where they're like, well, well wait a minute, why not? And I want to uh, do that. And so that becomes the value proposition, whether it's for the books or for this curriculum that you're exactly right, Tom, like the schools aren't doing this. We can't you know, leave it up to them. And so whether you're a homeschooler, whether you're a public schooler that wants to supplement with, with what the kid's not getting in school, this the, the free market rules program curriculum becomes a great resource to do that. Remind me the ages of your own children. Uh, so my kids right now are 10 and 8. Okay. So uh, this material is aimed partly at them, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In other words, kids that age. Did you test it out on your own kids? Like, do you know that kids respond well to this material? Yeah, so we, we've kind of used my kids throughout the whole um, Tuttle Twins initiative, if you want to say that. As guinea pigs, we've got a bunch of core families who are like our most voracious consumers and fans. And so we kind of just iterate through everything. We're developing a card game right now. I don't know that I've publicly announced that anywhere, but we're developing a, a card game. Um, and so we've got families playing the, the test card game and giving us input on that. And so we try and really incubate everything like this curriculum with real world families, right? So like, what did you like? What, what worked? What didn't work? Uh, because we want it to be effective. We want to provide a ton of value. And, and so uh, we've got fantastic responses. And now that it's in the wild and, and we recently launched it, we're getting awesome emails back and reviews and Instagram posts of families saying, that was great. They, we love the discussion questions. We can't wait for the next one. How does this fit into a homeschooler's curriculum? Is it just an add-on that interested parents can use? I mean, is it is it delivered with materials that parents can use? What does it look like? Yeah, so every homeschooling family is different. I mean, I am one, right? And we, we're kind of a blend between unschooling and a little bit of curriculum. My wife uses one called The Good and the Beautiful, which is really popular right now. And so uh, we kind of you know, are mixed and some families lean more one way and some are very regimented and they religiously follow their curriculum without fail. And so we we tried to provide something that was kind of a little structured and a little open-ended. And so, you know, every week they're getting an email with the content, like here's your introductory content where you can go learn about this week's concept. Here are the PDFs that you can print out and and work with your kids on and have them do. And then also it's a little open-ended in that the content itself is, is not very, didactic. It's not extremely structured. There's some room for kids to respond in their own unique way. And the the discussion questions are freewheeling. And let's just chat as a family with a little bit of uh, guided uh, support in terms of what these questions are. And then at any point, if parents are struggling to understand an idea or want more clarification, they can reply to any of our emails and get direct communication from us to clarify something or help point them in the right direction. And so we're really trying to be a crutch for parents who want to introduce these ideas to their kids. Most of these people obviously have read the Tuttle Twins books, but they want their children to gain a little bit deeper understanding than the books provide. And, and so this is the way to do it, is, is we're going to be there every week in their home with these this content, and they can religiously follow it if they want, they can kind of adapt it, but we're trying to just be that support so that parents are regularly having these conversations and talking to children about these real-world situations, but at their level, so that the kids can be exposed to free market ideas and increase their knowledge as they, as they progress and mature. Can you give us just a specific example of a theme or concept that's taught in this curriculum? 
Um, yeah. So uh, as I said, it's it's a little bit structured in terms of its order. And, and so whether you start, whether you sign up today or whether you sign up in a year, every family is progressing at the same pace. And so we introduce all these ideas with questions. And, and so unit one, week one, uh, the simple question is, do you really need that? And so in week one, it's what are wants and needs? It's understanding the, the differences between the two. And the following week, it's how do wants and needs change? Uh, from there, we say the question that we're trying to address and answer is what do we need to satisfy our wants? Uh, then we go into what do you want? How do you express preference and how do you allocate your scarce time and, and resources to do that? Then we begin to address what makes something useful. So what uh, what are resources? What, when does something become a resource? How do people use resources? And so these questions are kind of the triggers to open the, the child's mind and say, well, how would you answer that? And then we provide them a story, an activity, a lesson, a you know, movie, go watch this movie and focus on this and, and trying to help them understand these economic concepts. But all of the units progressively build on, on one another. So we talk about, then we go into scarcity, uh, alternative uses of resources. So trade-offs and opportunity cost is what the kids are learning about. Then we learn about how humans act to satisfy our wants. And so what are incentives and thinking on the margin? We get into um, all sorts of more complicated concepts. It's actually really fascinating as we've developed this curriculum. We're like, oh, my gosh, are we really like the Tuttle Twins books? You're, you're taking complex, controversial, important ideas. But with this curriculum, we're really getting into what you might otherwise call advanced concepts as the months progress. But we're doing it in a way true to our brand where we're not, you know, beating them over the head with the terminology or these obtuse definitions. It's just pointing throughout the curriculum to real world examples so that with a little bit of observation and activity or whatever, the kids are kind of understanding what that concept means. Even if they aren't going to master the, the terminology per se, um, we want them to understand the core ideas so that as we continue to talk to them week over week and then refer back to those ideas, um, that, that conceptual understanding is growing and building. So we've had economists helping us with this. We've had educators helping us with this to really try and structure it in a way that makes sense. It's enjoyable, uh, but again, provides a lot of value. It actually provides understanding so that the kids are retaining this idea, not to like, hey, you're going to learn free market economics, big whoop, why do I need to learn this? But really so the kids see the relevance in their lives, in their world, to how these ideas make sense. And so everything is brought down to the, the kids' level um, so that they're seeing how it operates in their lives. All right, folks, let's take a quick moment for a message for people who know who they are. If you feel like you're running yourself ragged all the time, if you feel like you're constantly under stress, you don't see any end in sight, you can't imagine living any other way, and yet it's making you crazy. It's grinding you down. Or it could be a whole host of other problems, parenting issues, or maybe you're nervous about a big meeting at work or whatever. Well, I've got a very practical and even surprising solution for you. And it's an amazing meditation app called Simple Habit. Simple Habit will give you short meditations that can be consumed in five minutes. You don't have to be sitting in a lotus position with your eyes closed in a dark room or anything like that. You can be walking in the city. You can be washing dishes, whatever. And there are specific meditations to help you with specific problems in your life. It's had over 65,000 five-star reviews. You get hundreds of meditations available for free and thousands with the premium membership. 
Well, if you go to simplehabit.com slash woods, you can take 30% off that premium subscription if you're one of my first 50 listeners to do so. That's simplehabit.com slash woods to take 30% off the premium subscription. Simplehabit.com slash woods. Let's switch gears because there are a couple other things I want to tell people about. Now, of course, all this stuff that we're talking about, everything we're talking about, if you're interested in any of it, you'll find it all linked at tomwoods.com slash 1448. That's where you should go, tomwoods.com slash 1448, which is today's episode number. You have a new book. It's a series of essays by various contributors called Skip College, Launch Your Career Without Debt, Distractions, or a Degree. Now, there's a lot in there. What, uh, I mean, obviously we can get the gist of it from the title, but, <laughs> but nevertheless, in reading it, even somebody who's maybe plugged into some of this way of thinking, what's going to surprise us in there? So uh, there's a lot of arguments for and against college. I wanted uh, this book to be a practical resource where a kid who's on the conveyor belt, um, you know, K through 12, and here we go to college. And that was me. I was never exposed to any alternatives. I was never made aware that not going to college was a legitimate option. It was inculcated that that's just what you do and what you need to do to be successful. And so this book, think of this book as a series of detour signs Number one, raising awareness that there are alternatives. But number two, should a reader express some interest in one of those detours, in one of those alternatives, very practical information on on, on what to do and how to do it. Um, there are many high-level arguments to be made against college, and, and they exist in the book, no doubt. But the meat of the book is for a young adult, a teenager – to say, oh man, if, if I contemplate this bold idea of not going to college, here are some phenomenal things that I can implement in my life between now and high school graduation or becoming an adult or whatever uh, that I can implement to actually succeed. Not just not go to college, but proactively, positively build a career, follow my dreams you know, develop my character, pursue my interests, whatever that goal is. We emphasize with each of these authors that we wanted the takeaways to be very tangible, very implementable. And uh, and I think we accomplished that. My, my favorite chapter probably is Isaac Morehouse's. I know you've interviewed him before. And, uh, and he runs Praxis. He started a new company called Crash. And all of these efforts are helping young people uh, pursue professional success outside of the college system. In fact, all of the proceeds of this book are being donated to Praxis. Isaac's chapter was phenomenal in terms of like, you don't need to go to Praxis at this point. Once you read his chapter of the book, it's like, do X, Y, and Z, and I guarantee you will succeed. It's just very formulaic in terms of like Isaac is standing there holding your hand to help you succeed if you in, indeed jump off that conveyor belt and decide to, to go down this path. So again, lots of arguments floating around, lots of essays and articles and books about not going to college and the problems with college. And we get into some of those, but, but the, the, the purpose of this book is to hold that young adult's hand as they step off that conveyor belt and say, do this and you'll be all right. Well, tremendous. So that is another project that you've worked on. Let's talk about a third project, which is another entry in the Tuttle Twins series of books. Now, I've got a number of episodes with you where we've talked about previous entries in this series. And the idea is it's a series of children's books, beautifully illustrated, and then that also demonstrate certain or review certain principles, libertarian ideas. But they do so basically by taking some either some classic text or some concept 
in the libertarian canon and jumping off from there to make a children's book. So now you have a new one that apparently is based on some of the ideas we associate with John Taylor Gatto, who died not too terribly long ago, as a matter of fact. First of all, tell people who he was. John Taylor Gatto was a, an education reformer. He, in recent uh, past couple decades, went around the country doing public speaking, writing books. Um, and, and the reason why he was so successful in that and built a, a name and a following was because he had the professional credibility to be a critic of the public education system. He was a 30-year veteran of public school as a teacher in the state of New York. And in the 80s, in the very year where he was awarded New York State Teacher of the Year, so here's kind of the the award-winning teacher, that same year he writes an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal titled, I Quit, I Think, in which he goes on to say that if you know of a job where I can help children without hurting them, let me know. I'm going to be on the job market. And he goes on to elaborate on, as he does in his books, uh, many of the problems with public schooling, which he was trying to address within the system and trying to counteract, but got so fed up that he couldn't do it anymore. He went on uh, speaking and writing about all the problems. It was a big champion of alternative methods of education, especially homeschooling, and uh, really developed a following because his criticisms were very pointed, uh, but very spot on in terms of the systemic problems in public education. All right, so now let's go over to the Tuttle Twins. What's the name of this particular entry in the series? So his book that we're basing it on is The Underground History of American Education. Again, kind of an expose, if you will. Uh, our book is The Tuttle Twins and The Education Vacation. Ah, okay. All right, good. So what's the, basically, what's the plot? I mean, anybody listening who's, between, what's the age range that you aim these books at? Five to 11, give or take. Okay. And it's been funny that over the years as we've worked on this, we've had obviously a lot of interest with homeschoolers. And the consistent question they've given us is, why are Ethan and Emily Tuttle going to public school? I thought this was like a homeschooler-friendly book series, right? Because in past installments in the book, they're in a class or they're on a field trip on a bus. And, uh, and this is the book where the twins are now being pulled out of school. True to John Taylor Gatto's kind of whole thesis and purpose – um, the twins are exposed. The, the Tuttle family is exposed to some of the problems with uh, with school, and they decide to pursue some alternatives. In fact, John himself um, appears in this book, and he's presenting to um, a local campus. He's kind of speaking to the community, and so the Tuttle family is invited to go, and that's where they really encounter these ideas and come to recognize that there are some very systemic, important problems with compulsory education um, that inhibit the twins' ability to succeed and pursue their interests and really focus on what they want to learn about. And uh, they have a vacation scheduled shortly after this. And so on that vacation, they have a little bit of freedom in terms of time and and uh, priority. And so the twins end up learning when they're going to museums and cultures and all these different things in the book. And they realize how amazing it is to have the freedom to learn about the things that interest them and, and intrigue them. And uh, as they're on this vacation, they're talking a lot about this, these ideas that Gatto presented, and they're seeing them kind of play out. Um, in Germany, for example, when they're on vacation there, they have a run-in with a police officer who's going after them for the truancy law, thinking that they're so, you know, supposed to be in school and why aren't you in school before they realize that they're tourists. And so you know, they almost got in trouble with the law. But again, it's showing the, the oppressive nature of compulsory education. It's not about learning. It's about control. And, uh, and so when they return home, 
the Tuttle family having had this juxtaposition of having been in school and, and then exposed to the problems and then seeing kind of the, the freedom that they were able to pursue on this like multi-week adventure in Europe. Um, they come back and they're like, no, let's, let's do this. We want to try it out. Uh, we think it's uh, going to be an amazing opportunity. And so it's a book that basically talks about the problems of compulsory education, the benefits of uh, having freedom to learn and having free will in education. And so it's not just a negative critical book. That, that I think, is where some of Gatto's books uh, had a, a, a challenge of sorts because the books are full of, like, here's all the problems. Uh, but, but John was very light on solutions other than homeschool, right? <laughs> just pull them out. And so um, I think what, what parents especially want is they want affirmation. They want direction. They want support. And so the book tries to balance that where, yes, here are the problems, but hey, look, if you head in this direction, here are some amazing opportunities that lie ahead of you. I just can't get over how much stuff you're doing. I don't know what else to say. That is also, I, I sometimes wonder, how's he going to come up with more topics? So, which I sometimes <laughs> wonder about with this very podcast, by the way, from time to time, but how's he going to come up with new topics? After a while, there really are only so many topics you can cover, but geez, even I overlooked the education topic. Yeah. Yeah, I well, and we have a list. I mean, our readers keep sending us like, "Hey, you should do a book." On, I'll I'll say the only one I've ruled out probably just because of its like toxic nature in terms of all the controversy it generates. I, I've had a number of uh, families who have suggested that we do a book on vaccinations, or perhaps a little bit more broadly, like uh, medical autonomy. You know, and and while I you know, agree that there are a number of challenges that that presents in terms of governments, you know, mandating that and so forth. That one's probably an issue that I might not want to wade into. But, but again, like our books are always pointing people back to original books, right? Like every book in the series, uh, Tuttle Twin series is based on an important classical and relevant, you know, book or essay. And so we're trying to just take basically, like if you go to the, to the Mises campus and you walk in the bookstore, I mean, you know how, how many titles they have there, Tom, and, and, and so there's tons of, of opportunity of different little niches and, and topics to, to cover. And so we've got a list of, you know, 20, 30 other issues on our radar. And, and uh, where initially, I think when I was doing some early episodes with you at the time, it was, oh, yeah, we'll do eight to ten books and we'll probably stop there. Yeah, we'll, I remember we'll you saying that. I remember you saying you would right. stop there. And I remember thinking, well, that's kind of a shame. But, yeah, he's yeah. probably going to run out of things to do. Yeah, no, and now this is book 10, and I can't imagine not continuing because there is so much more to do, and families keep buying the books and demanding even more, so now we give them the curriculum. If I can, Tom, in fact, I'll, I'll, you've been good to me. Let me be good to you and your audience. I'll share something that here I haven't uh, shared publicly. We're uh, going to develop a kind of sub-series of uh, books within the Tuttle Twins brand, but this will be for teenagers. Are you familiar with the uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure format of books? Have you oh, ever encountered I, those before? I must have read dozens of those when I was a kid. Yeah, I loved them, right? Like if you want to go in the cave, turn to page 53, or if you want to run away, turn to page 87. And, and by, the way, by the way, I would always you know, kind of want to secretly sneak ahead. And if one of the choices ended up ending the story, it's like, okay, I don't want to make that choice. Exactly. <laughs> I was a cheater. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I love them. And they've written, I don't know, dozens, hundreds of these things are very prolific. They were a lot of fun. Uh, we're, we're using that similar format. We're going to call it the series, uh, choose your own consequence. And, uh, and it's going to be a, a pick, like choose your adventure style book for teenagers. And so in these books, the twins will be age 15. So in our, our current series, they're age nine. So now they'll be age 15 and, and we've got three books in the works 
Um, one of which uh, we're kind of further ahead with, so I'll share the detail in this one. Um, it's called the Tuttle Twins and the Hyperinflation Devastation. And so they're in like a Southern American country on a little backpacking adventure in a country that already has a little bit of a destabilized economy. But then a natural disaster happens, an earthquake, and that exacerbates the economic uh, crisis because the government in response prints a ton of money because they've got to take care of everyone and fix everything. And suddenly the twins are, are to some degree trapped because the currency hyperinflates very quickly. And so then they're having to figure out how to get home. That's that's the the, the goal. But along the way, they're making all these different economic decisions. For example, do we buy from this backwater tiny little uh, market or do we go into the store and, and, you know, you go into the store and, and you're going to get ripped off and you go to the, the backwater little market and, and someone might steal from you. And, and there's all these different outcomes and consequences of all these economic decisions. And they start talking about barter and do we pull out of the ATM and do we, you know, figure out how to use Bitcoin so that we can, you know, preserve the value of our money for this final few days before we get home. And so it's this economic adventure where throughout it, uh, the fictional story, and this is probably going to end up total like 500 pages in the book, but there's like dozens of threads that you can go down. And, uh, but the goal is that where in our current books for younger kids, it's a shorter story. We're introducing the kids to these ideas. Um, it makes sense. It's fun. It's great. In these older books where these older readers are going to be able to understand more, we, we can take the time to expand on how these issues could play out in an actual uh, situation so that they can, through observation, learn about it rather than just a, a brief book. And so uh, we're going to do – we're hoping to produce three of these as a, like a mini trilogy by the end of the year so that we can launch them and then we'll do like one every year uh, thereafter. But then we can have content for teens as well, which I am actually super excited about. Oh, that is tremendous. That's great, because th these would be fun books, without a doubt. And, of course, you know, here's my marketing brain. You've already got your mailing list from all the people who ordered the Tuttle Twins through your website. That's right. So so that way you can reach out to those people who are getting a little older as the years go by and would be a natural market for this thing. People are always having babies, right? Yeah. And those babies get older. In fact, and then those babies get older. You can sell them multiple products, right. product for the young kid. Product the, it's just beautiful. Excellent. Yeah, we we just did a survey with our our list, our our audience. We've probably got like seventy or eighty thousand families reading these books now, and uh, and one of the questions was, do you want content for teens? And we had we had uh, three options. We had yes, no, and uh, we had another one that was called something like, "Are you kidding me?" Absolutely, right? Just for those who wanted to express their their extreme support, and the no's were like four percent. The yeses were like 15 or 20. And then like 80 some odd percent chose the are you kidding me? Yes option, you know, for a total of I think it was around like 91, 92, some odd like that uh, supporting this idea. So from our vantage point, we've learned from our customers this all of this. You'll remember, Tom, this all started out because running a think tank, um, I would come home to my young kids. They were five and three at the time. And I was like, how do you how do you talk about property rights with a five-year-old, you know, how do you, how do you talk about eminent domain or, you know, medical marijuana or, or criminal justice reform? And so that gave way to this idea of doing these fun little kids books, but that has, it's all spinning off, right? Like we've got uh, the curriculum now, as I said, we're working on a card game for families. Uh, we're going to have the teenager books that uh, we want to do a cartoon eventually. I mean, that's, that's kind of a big ticket item, but 
Um, it's really opened the door. As you point out, like no one's doing this. This should have been done decades ago. I feel extremely privileged and, and very pleased and content to be kind of at the steering wheel for trying to provide a lot of content to, to fill that void. And, and to be very frank, Tom, I kind of, I, 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 I straddle between liking that I have this kind of natural monopoly where no one else is, is doing this and Hey, that's great for us. But on the other side, like, I think we need dozens more people and companies, you know, providing content for, for this demographic and this age range, because as, as kind of a mission of trying to, you know, educate, and improve the world, I think we need a lot more of it. I know that, uh, you know, as I've told people, we're going to have all the stuff up on the show notes page, but do you want to just give out a, a few websites and people can visit them? But if, if not, if they, if you're driving or something, we'll have it all at tomwoods.com slash 1448, but just tell people right now the most direct way to get access to any of these things. Yeah. So all the books are at tuttletwins.com. That's where you can get the books, the workbooks all packaged together for a nice uh, discount and bonus. Um, use Tom's link on the show notes page. Uh, to support the podcast. The free market curriculum uh, is at freemarket.tuttletwins.com. And so that's kind of the standalone landing page where you can learn about the curriculum. Be sure and go watch the cute video of my kids uh, pitching the new curriculum. We had a lot of fun putting that video together. So that's at freemarket.tuttletwins.com. And then uh, the Skip uh, College book that we talked about, we have exclusively for now listed it on Amazon. Uh, we've got it in paperback. We've got it on Kindle. And uh, within a few days, it'll be up on the audiobook as well. Tremendous. Okay. So all that stuff, tomwoods.com slash 1448. I guess I got to have you on more often so I don't <laughs> have to stuff three major things you've done <laughs> into one episode, but amazing. But on the other hand, as somebody who burned himself out working too much, I want to give you a little, not quite fatherly advice. I'm not that old. I suppose maybe it's theoretically possible, but it would have been scandalous at, at that age for me to have had a son. But but anyway, let's just say an older an older brother's advice. All right, uh, let's hear it. Just just keep an eye on it. I mean, I know that especially we feel like we've we got to fix the world, and it has so many problems, and the stuff you're doing is so valuable, and you get incredible feedback. But you got to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Also, I hope this doesn't sound patronizing. It's just that I see a lot of myself in you, and I want Connor Boyack cranking out material for a long time. Yeah, I, I'm actually on the verge of hiring my first ever executive assistant just so I can offload a lot of the other work that I'm doing and be able to focus on this where I can uniquely, you know, provide a lot of value. But you're exactly right. And, and whether uh, older brotherly advice or as my wife likes to periodically remind me, it's, it's a message well received. And hopefully this executive assistant can help lighten the load. All right, good, good, good. I'm glad you're thinking the right way. All right. Uh, best of luck, Connor, and congratulations on all this great stuff. Thanks as always, Tom. Appreciate joining you. All right, folks. I want to tell you about a new podcast, and it's going to be something you are not expecting. It's the Die by the Sword podcast, and it's not the kind of site I normally promote, but I'll promote any site that isn't violating my moral principles. You can't promote a socialist site, for example, through my offer, but the Die by the Sword podcast is a weekly actual play podcast using the Pathfinder tabletop RPG system. In this adventure, the Game Master and four players delve into a horror-themed fantasy campaign filled with immersive storytelling, real dice rolls, dramatic twists, and off-the-cuff comedy. You can find it at diebythesoardpodcast.com. They're getting this publicity because they got their hosting through my link, which means they got a good deal, and they get nice publicity from me. 
and a bunch of you folks will go visit and you'll like what you see and you'll be happy and they'll be happy and I'm happy. We're all happy. We all help each other here on The Tom Woods Show. So if you want to get a nice benefit like that for a website you're contemplating, then check out tomwoods.com slash publicity for all the details. See you tomorrow. Become a smarter libertarian in just 30 minutes a day. Visit tomwoods.com to subscribe to the show for free and we'll see you next time. Like the sound of The Tom Woods Show? My audio production is provided by Podsworth Media. Check them out at podsworth.com.